What is happening, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Dan Cable Presents Podcast. Thank you for tuning in to the program once again. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, thanks for checking out the show. Fresh episodes coming at you every Friday. You can go ahead and hit subscribe on iTunes, and then the new episodes will pop directly into your feed as soon as they're posted on Friday. Also, if you want to support the podcast in a free way, you go ahead and not only subscribe on iTunes, but click the five stars, and then click write a review, say a few nice words about the podcast, and uh, that will help shoot it up into the top of the iTunes charts and uh, just make it more visibly uh, visible rather on a uh, on a national level. Uh, you can also check out the Dan Cable Presents YouTube channel, which features a bunch of in studio performances as well as live show performances from uh, bills that I've put together around Portland, Oregon, and uh, there's also a documentary up there on the uh, Portland, Oregon based band Tribe Mars. That's called Move Through You. You can you can see all that on the Dan Cable Presents YouTube channel. So uh, subscribe to that as well. Uh, it features a bunch of different genres of music, as uh, as does this podcast. Uh, today we've got a super fun kind of playlist type hang with uh, with my cousin, my cousin Rob Granfeld, a.k.a. Bobby Grooves. And uh, we had a super fun hang. Uh, before we get into the episode, though, I just wanted to uh, shout out that uh, August 4th, I think that's right, August 4th is a Sunday in Portland, Oregon. If you're around, there's going to be a really cool show going on at the Old Church. It is a benefit show, and Brother Not Brother is playing that show uh, on the bill with uh, Jacob Miller, who is an incredible singer-songwriter. And uh, that's going to be a real dandy down there at the uh, at the old church. So I uh, recommend checking that out. Like I said, it's for a good cause. So um, you can find that information on the uh, the Brother Not Brother Instagram. Or uh, if you check out, just search Old Church in Portland. I'm sure you can find information for tickets there. Uh, we got a doozy of an episode ahead of you. Um, it was, it's always a, uh, a pleasure to get to hang with my cousin. He's, uh, he's one of my favorite people on the planet and he's, uh, one of the best musicians that I know. And it's, so it's always such a pleasure to, to get to hang with him, but also just get to watch this dude play music. It, it always really blows me away. And, uh, we talk some high pulp, which is the, uh, the big funk fusion, if you will, type band, uh, High Pulp out of Seattle, Washington. Uh, check that out. We're gonna feature a track here on on this on this episode. But yeah, just a fun hang, and um, we also just chatted about his adventure to Japan uh, a few months ago. Went on tour with with another band of his. 
and we talked about that experience and i kind of left the uh the playlist up to uh to cuzzo on this one i asked him to kind of bring a bunch of uh seattle artists to the table so this was this is rad to get exposed to some new stuff some some stuff i was familiar with uh just money um who I saw open for High Pulp at their album release show a month or so back. Uh, we we played a track from her, Porter Ray. Oh, man. Yeah, there's a lot of good stuff going on here, so I'm stoked to share it with, uh, with everybody. Uh, I want to thank everybody for uh, their continued support and uh, the listenership. If you want to, uh, you know, throw a few shekels, to the podcast you can do so on uh, dancablepresents.com there's a there's a nice little donate button up there and uh and you can do that and also that also has the uh the fresh episode always gets uploaded there as soon as it's available as well but like i said you know subscribe subscribe people take the next step dive in heavy there's lots of episodes to catch up on and uh, lots more to come. I'm getting geeked for Pickathon Music Festival coming up here. I'm going to have the opportunity to get to chat with a lot of cool artists again. Um, on the Pickathon website or YouTube channel, you can find some, some interviews that I did for last year's festival. Almost all of them have been released with the exception of the Mike Capes chat. That should be up next week. So getting uh, getting real geeked so if you're if you're up at pickathon come uh come find the dan cable presents camp i will i will be out there and uh would uh love to say what's up so i think that's it you know hope everybody's good out there hope everybody's uh feeling solid and uh doing their thing doing what they love making making time for the things and the people that they love and uh this is definitely an episode where i got to hang with somebody that i love and uh care about quite a bit so this is it we're uh we're gonna kind of just jump right into the conversation and then uh, um we'll move into the playlist from there we're not we're not kicking it off with the song we're just jumping right into the uh the living room sesh that i had with uh, bobby grooves i will put all of the links to the different artists that we feature in the uh, episode notes so you can you can find them and keep up with them and that's it you ready to do this thing hit me with an email at dancablepresents at gmail.com dancablepresents on instagram and at dancable on twitter here we go episode 121 with the cuzzo Bobby Grooves. Let's get into it. Ah! It's a podcast. Yeah, man. We're doing it. Back on the line. Back on the mics. Bobby Grooves. Thanks for having me. Cuzzo. <laughs> it's funny because we talk so much in general, and now we're talking with mics in front of us. It's different. Absolutely. But it's the same. You're the, you're the first ever guest on a Playlist Hang episode thought this would be an honor kind of like uh, a cool spin on it where you kind of pick the playlist instead of me we can how many you, of you how many have you done 
the playlist I've only done things. A f- two or three. Cool. And I enjoy it. I like it. It's kind of just just me on the mic Hell doing man. doing little interludes to each tune and you know being your own DJ. Shedding some light. Yeah, just doing doing like that old school radio I show. I listened to the last one. It was tight. And just featuring a few. I dug and, it. But it's tight cuz you can kind of shed some light on on the Seattle. Mhm. Scene. Talk about Seattle, Seattle, America. Seattle, America. That's where you're from. Washington. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I feel like you have some healthy jams for us to, to get into with this one. But yeah. We also just have, I feel like so much has happened. A lot of since, shit to catch up on. Since the last time man. you we we got on the mics, which was like, I guess like a year the, ago, dude. It was at dude. the bash, Because it, right? it was at the big building bash yeah. last year. Um and so a little I over f- a year ago i feel like a lot of a lot has happened for you since then yeah um you just released your your debut record with with high pole which is like the mind-blowing funk fusion band that you have you have put together and, and you guys just released that bad juice record yeah. and i had the pleasure you know, being at that show up there in Seattle at, at Nectar Lounge. Which, it was cool that you came out, man. Dude. I was stoked. Wouldn't miss it. I was it. stoked. And I, I felt like I had a purpose. Yeah. I got to deliver the vinyl, yeah. dude. You had Shout out to Cascade. Important purpose. You know, Cascade, Cascade Record Pressing here in Milwaukee, done. Oregon, just outside of Portland. And, um, you know, that was... A big shout out to Cascade, because I remember <laughs> when we were doing the record, Jason, our uh, engineer and friend... Uh, who's done a lot of vinyl in his time, he was just like, there's no way that you're going to be able to get the masters to them in April and get the records back in a month or two, two months, whatever. And it was close, but they did it, which is, you know, that's awesome. And we got to keep it local, which is cool. You know yeah. what I mean? It was cool, though. I got to drive them up, and uh, I felt like I got to be a part of the whole, like, high pulp album release day you know you're in the family I got, man i got there around 5 p.m with they the records let you in the back <laughs> showed up to the venue let me in i just walked in yeah you know? I just but then they gave you the wristband too they it did was just it like, was nice i was gonna try to acquire one of those anyhow and they just you know assumed you, i was with the band it was gravy. i did take some photos i don't know how good they came out and i do have some uh I I, see some of speaking those. of that i have to yeah. I have to shout out to Phil. I got to send an I owe him an email full of <laughs> full Phil's of ready photos, for you know. That was, yeah. that was um but it was cool, man. I showed up and got to just kind of wander around the empty venue, which I think is always interesting experience. Like a venue feels so different yeah. with all of the lights on and yeah. and a and a completely empty space, especially when it's uh one that's a little larger and, yeah. and nectar, you know, kind of caps out at like that 400 to 450. 450 um, yeah. So when you're in a space like that with nobody else in it, it's, it's a completely different vibe. But I, I just got, got to cruise around it. And it actually um, reminds me a lot of the Troubadour in Hollywood, oh, which cool. is I've never been there. Um, definitely one of my, my favorite venues in the country. Uh, you play there? I did get to play there one time. It was tight. It was lit. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Uh, No, it was cool, but uh, it's it's a similar setup in in just the floor area and the balcony. I mean, I think Nectar even like structurally and uh, the way it's set up is is probably even a little bit better. Like as far as just having that that killer big garage doors that open up onto the patio, like you have this huge open space and. 
it was it was just uh it was beautiful man and i got to i got to have dinner with your your high pulp fam you know with <laughs> yeah. your band and stuff and just kind of yeah, go on fun. go on the walk in between sound check and, and the show actually yeah, getting going and seeing i seeing nobody be there to seeing it sort of start to fill in a yeah bit. and and i just i don't know i just appreciate like it it just seems like a pretty pretty family oriented thing like between what you guys yeah, have dude. created all together it just seems very family. communal yeah. and uh you know a couple of, like a couple of of the dudes like took off to do other things in between like they they had other shit to do and right and whatnot but like right. i'm a there was you know seven of you rolling around yeah. like just cruising the streets of seattle with the yeah. with the high pulp crew and, and then we have the extended crew too which gets to be like 25 people <laughs> you know what i mean like Jalen and and lovely and everybody and you know Phil and it's just, it's a big big squad which is cool. I'm just, I'm happy you came out. I'm happy you dug it. The yeah. venue's cool. That was my first time playing there and uh I was like I was a little bummed that it wasn't sunny, but it wound up not matter. It didn't matter, dude. I was just stoked cuz like you said the big garage doors and the, like the Nectar's it's a cool spot in the summertime and uh you know it was just it was still it was still good it was really dope though to come back um to the venue with there was a line that was starting to build up yeah and it was pretty early yeah and uh and i just think that that's that's also just a lot of fun to see i know like going in you you knew that there was quite a few like pre-sale tickets and mm -hmm. in anticipation of a sellout was like was not unreasonable at all yeah and uh Eddie, you guys just fucking crushed it. Thanks, man. I what, appreciate what it. What is it? I, I just lucky, think it, I, th man. I just think it's it's impressive to see you guys build a following that quickly because really you just you know you started this thing what like sixteen months ago or so like mm -hmm. you know Playing shows yeah a little under a year and a half and yeah. I remember being at that one of the first church sessions that you had with the the original four piece just oh you yeah. scott garrick just and twan church and uh you just you had invited me to come yeah. hang, and, and it was just like in its very early stages in scott's but, basement yeah dude sick and and I so about that yeah i've just gotten to see like hell yeah the full fucking evolution totally, you know and That's now, cool. and and you just kept adding all these pieces i just remember every time talking to you after that Oh, we added another member. We have another keys player now. <laughs> oh, we have four horn players yeah, now. Like, yeah, yeah. And it's just, yeah, just super solid. But like, what is it? What is it like for you to to see that that large of a crowd kind of show up to like an event that I feel like had a lot of buzz around it? You know, like yeah. it felt like to me that that was you know one of the cooler parties to be in. That's like in Seattle that night, you know, like something that people walk away from it and tell their friends, like, you have no idea what I witnessed last night. Yeah. You know? That's the goal, man. That's the goal. And it's humbling. It's like, I don't know. It's when you have 10 people in the band, hopefully you're able to draw some. You know what I mean? Um, but I think what's been cool is that everybody's also been bringing their friends too. You know what I mean? It's like, we've been we have our our core crew and everybody's close friends and whatnot but then our close friends are starting to bring their friends and their friends and their friends and it's like it sounds simple like that but it's just sort of what's what's been happening and i think people have been 
grabbing onto the music or gravitating towards it for different reasons. You know what I mean? Because um, hopefully it's just a good time, but there's also some like depth to it. You know what I mean? Like you can you can chew on like different parts of it. You know what I mean? Um, so it's accessible, like more so than other bands that I've personally have been in. You know what I mean? Um, like I always joke because my this is like the first band my mom like genuinely likes. I think you know what I mean that I've been in. Like and she's pumped to go tell her her friends about it too. Like bring, yeah. trying to bring her. Yeah, her. and I'm like, all right, all right, mom, <laughs> cool, <Yeah. laughs> you know. But also, you know, and my mom, shout out to mom love my mom but you know she doesn't like listen to a bunch of music or anything she's not super deep in in the especially the jazz world or anything yeah uh and then my friends who are super deep in the jazz world are also just like this is cool you know what i mean and that means a lot to be able to just like like i said it's just i don't know people seem to be able to grab onto it which is it's we're lucky you know yeah dude i, I think that's it, i think that's extremely powerful when you can break down so many barriers of of different people listening to your music and and appreciating it on different levels i think that that says a lot about it and and just that you know it's it makes people i think feel good yeah ultimately when when they're seeing it and i think that even for a casual listener I think they can appreciate how how tight it is, and yeah, you know, hopefully it, it comes across very professional. I Word. think, like it's just very well thought out, and just you know, some of those, some of the ways that you you all know, like end a song and shit is just like, <laughs> oh, he did it, like like cool. where it's just like everything is completely dead. Yeah. It's been like a speech, and then you're just like <laughs> right back into it, and you're just like, oh, that was so nasty, like cool. yeah. <laughs> some James Brown inspiration type stuff where you're just like putting you know, on a show, yeah. And I think that exactly. that's, that's that's what goal. puts puts something like on that next level Word. Um, of being like undeniable and. I don't know, a common thing I've been talking to like some of the folks with the last few weeks on the podcast, specifically like Tribe Mars, Some mm-hmm. Aliens. Mm-hmm. That shit is so much fun for me to go mm-hmm. watch and witness other people see it for the first mm-hmm. time and mm-hmm. kind of like, mm-hmm. oh shit. And it's just like, yeah. Totally. Oh totally. shit. Like That's this cool. is this is next level. You know, this 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 evokes something like an emotion that's completely like different but also just very comforting and yeah hopefully it's sort of like shocking and comforting at the same time you know what i mean people can feel comfortable and dance and do whatever um but it's also like engaging and energizing you know that's the goal i also think it's cool that like instrumental music has made a a real return in the last like five years and we just lucked out because I, you know, it's just like coincidence or whatever, but we seem to be, it's a good time to be making instrumental music, you know, um, which is like Kamazi and Bad Bad Not Good and uh, a lot of the bands. Like Snarky Ghost Puppy, Note even. Ghost Note. Like yeah, that was crazy, totally. man. Like what was, was that a cool experience for you to be able to be on the same bill yeah, with like man. Ghost Note and, and especially with <laughs> them kind of adding also adding and like Mono Neon, Mono Neon yeah. to, the, to their squad is like a permanent member. Yeah, no doubt. I just and and, and all those guys and they like were Jonathan's 
super sweet. Like, yeah. Shout out to all those. Nate. Nate, yeah. The whole band is cute. Dude, it's just crazy. Um, I got yeah. like such such a cool opportunity to chat with those dudes, Sput and and Nate at, at the Pickathon, at Pickathon right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and and see them live for the first time, and I was I was so blown away. But then also knowing like, oh, dude, that's so sick that High Pulp is gonna play with this band, and I I just think that it's it's just cool because the level of musicianship in a band like like ghost note is is unreal i mean Mono i mean Leon i feel like it was like prince's last bass player right yeah and and, and spuds played with ev- literally everybody you know and, and beyonce and, and everybody yeah like what spud and nate players. do like as a, as a drummer and percussionist fucking like, Eric badu's band just like all these people it's crazy dude sorry um, go ahead no it's just it, like i would imagine that that's got to instill some some confidence and refresh like the faith a little bit in what you're doing when you when you're having the opportunity to play with a band like that no doubt you also sort of at least i did i was like man we're faking it (laughs) (laughs) you know what i mean i was like because i was just like god all these all these players are so amazing and you know i think that i think that what high pulp hopefully has in common with ghost note and all these bands that that we really dig is not even so much based in like technical ability but based in like i think all the people that we're inspired by are using their instruments to express themselves you know what i mean and your your technical ability is just like your vocabulary you know if you're like a writer or a poet and and you know you can you don't need to know all the big words to be able to say some some real things you know what i mean and I think that that's what all those groups have in common is that like they're all like all at different everybody's at different places with their you know ability on the instrument but if your your intention for just like expressing yourself is genuine that shines through and that's that like you said like sort of undeniable um and that's what I think I'm most inspired by or that we are most inspired by in the band because even in high pulp we have a huge background of like everybody has a different background you know what I mean some people uh have been professionally or whatever trained you know or went to school or play jazz and some people don't you know and just grew up playing in the basement and um we're all united, I think, because of that other thing. You know what I mean? Like, so yeah, it's been cool, man. It's been a ride. Yeah, yeah I feel, feel, yeah, I feel thankful. You know? Yeah, the level of musicianship does is lights out. Like, for me, watching, understanding some of the technique, like the the level of technicality and and stuff that that people run with in that band. It's just wild because I just like don't understand music on that <laughs> on that level, but it's just That's, it's I amazing to see it. it like just happen so so tightly though. And then I don't know. I just think it's like you were talking about that 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 is the the language you know mm-hmm. is is within the instrument. Mm-hmm. And I think the other cool thing about music like that is that maybe someone's delivering that message differently every time mm-hmm. like in a jam like totally. in, in a in their in a solo certain section part or, or yeah, yeah totally absolutely where they're like they're saying something else that, that right night, right you know? you're like, free to say something every night which is <clears throat> it's just a little more 
fun for me as an artist, you know, to be able to, if you're feeling a little saucy, you can try to go for something, but you might fail too, you know? I, it's, it's just like, yeah, it, it sort of forces this presence on you. You need to really be, be present and listening to what the people around you are doing. And I think that we're going in more and more of that direction too, you know, hopefully staying with like a lot of the compositions are like really um, pretty thought out and there's open sections and whatnot, but it's like, I think we all view it as a compositional band first. You know what I mean? Like if you're, if you listen to a tune and you listen, if you took out the solos, hopefully it would still be an interesting tune to listen to. Like the canvas underneath is is really intentionally uh, crafted so that when you are the soloist over the top, you have a lot of interesting things to interact with or play with, you know what I mean? Um, and I think, you know, we'll see how it goes because as we all develop and grow in our relationship with each other and with our instruments and with our instruments in relation to each other, I think that we might, I don't know where we'll go, but definitely developing that like musical consciousness that's like shared between 10 people, you know what I mean? Instead of 10 individuals eventually, right. you know, it'll just hope, you know, that's when you, when you watch a great band, like, like Kamazi, for example, I've been saying like, you can tell that those guys have been playing together for a while and they're able to stretch in these ways that are really, really cool and really unique and really like, authentic to themselves and that's that's what the goal is i think yeah well i mean how do you i would imagine that that the communication and within something like that is like super important though when you're dealing with that many people so it's like like how do you manage that in a healthy way does somebody ultimately have to be the leader as far as as far as what like in a solo section or just like in in like making sure the band happens you know like with them like even creating ideas you know working mm. on new songs is it like somebody's just like yo i have this and then everybody just kind of jumps in on that yeah for the most part <clears throat> it's just like somebody will come and they'll be like here's this progression you know um like we have a I'm trying to think about new tunes, you know, a handful of them, like Garrick came with a guitar riff and we were like, cool, like he, he'll bring the first, like, if you think about it, like a, like a, you're cooking or something, like Garrick was bringing like the first thing that you throw in the pan and then we all start putting the rest of it in there together, you yeah. know, so... Or, or, or like Tuan would bring, I mean, we all, everybody in the band has, I think, led, you know, a tune. And then, but that's usually just for the inception because a lot of the writing just happens together, you for know. For sure. Um, and arranging. And one thing I appreciate about the band, I just think it's good practice. Um, and it's hard, though. It's a hard practice. But to just, like, hear every idea out, you know what I mean? Like... I suggest if you ask any of the guys in the band, like I suggest so so much shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> We're just at rehearsal, and I'm just like, "What if we try that? What if we try that?" And everybody is. Everybody has all these opinions, and um, and we try them all. And even if your idea winds up not sounding good, at least yeah. you know that it didn't sound good, and you're choosing to not 
choose it as opposed to never hearing it and you know right like, you could you could be missing out on the on, greatest on gold. thing yeah totally yeah. so it's like there's you know trying to create this environment that there's like no bad ideas and you just see how it sits and um we record all of our rehearsals too which is cool we scott's just got you know the mic's all set up so we don't have to set anything up when we come in because yeah, i got dude. the drums just living there too that's the other thing about your band resourceful motherfuckers yeah you got dude. Ten of, it's the first band i've ever been in and it's grown just ups. Like, <laughs> i just feel like everybody's yeah i don't know i feel like the the professionalism it's weird, is weird man is, i've uh, never been in a band like it it's very cool man it, it seems like you know everybody kind of chips in where they can mm -hmm. like wherever their strengths are and and just like having some people on board to be able to uh make sure you're getting good live feeds of things so you can right. mix anything down whatever or just right. go back through the tape all the time and right. you're like what happened here that was great and what happened here that like yeah. isn't really hitting yeah you know and, and that sucks because you listen back like I can't lie. I listened back to the release show. I don't know if I told you, and I was just like, it was all right. Like it was cool. <laughs> it sounded. It's like there were some parts that were fine, but it wasn't like. And I, I, we all had a blast. You know what I mean. Yeah. But there's a standard that we're all trying to get to. That like sometimes you listen back and you're like, man, this is cool. But like, it's not even about like. You know, I don't know. Just when you want to hear something a certain way, like that's what you're concerned with, and. And it's, it was great that everybody had a great time, but I'm lucky that we're all lucky that everybody in this band, more than anything, really just wants to like be in a killing band. You know what I mean? Like people are having a good time, and that's that's the first thing. And then the second thing is like we want to be getting something out of it as like you know pushing ourselves. You know what I mean? To to be playing as well as we can on the yeah, highest dude, level. Yeah, I mean that's I think that's and it's always so, a work. So great, you know to not just have some banging show there where you you really pleased the crowd and you pleased the the venue with the, the amount of people that come out you know cuz you can you can become just content and stoked on that but to like kind of cool, go back through really the tape and be at. like yeah. yo this was For me at least um you know we like we put on a good show and we we people really enjoyed it but Totally. we can be better totally. like we can we can be even tighter and we totally. can yeah or we can be looser or we can be like you know what i mean just to be like yeah understanding that you know you have a vision and then you listen back and it's just like a really powerful reference uh as long as you can take it because sometimes it's like oh shit i really fucked that up <laughs> you know but that's that's a good thing to remember too and the more you know i think the more that you really get into the like ideas and you look in the mirror and ask yourself why you're doing music or art the more that that stuff is is really where it's at or like that's what matters you know what i mean because that's for me you know just for me that's what i care about um because it's this sort of like we were talking about yesterday this sort of like mirror you're you know it is this like reflection of of yourself and your growth hopefully you know um and your ability to communicate or play louder or play quieter you know what i mean uh leave your comfort zone you know yeah man i just think that's also just that creates such a beautiful environment too like when when you're playing with all these people that you're like 
you can be so vulnerable knowing that like you might you're gonna you're gonna try for some shit that isn't always gonna work and mm -hmm. like you're gonna mess things up in front mm -hmm. of these people and like but it's gonna be okay like you know yeah because the crowd has always like been really supportive too like in this band like everybody it feels like a really safe environment to go for things musically which is cool because i've played in environments where it's like not you know what i mean and um it's just a different type of thing you know and it's a yeah it's a good vibe I, yeah and it's bigger than bigger than us in the band and all that you know what i mean if it's like yeah i think we all just feel really lucky you know it's been cool so right on man have we have we played the song at this point in the cast or is this when we play the song i, th I think maybe we could uh you know jump in yeah we could <laughs> we could probably jump into it uh right now yeah let's do it you know let's do it we were gonna what well, we were gonna play off of the the record bad juice okay bad juice is the record that is available on all streaming platforms you can also pick a wonderful vinyl copy up um, which you know i hand delivered i'll tell you what <laughs> this man has um, seen them i've seen them i have one i've spun i've spun mine uh not once but twice i believe That's and cool. uh we're gonna play a jam that, that i i dig so much off of uh so much off the record so it's called uh hokai hokai this is it this is a uh, high pulp everybody Bye. 
Hokai. That jam is wild, dude. Thanks, man. Appreciate it's it. It's like eight minutes deep of of tunes and uh Yeah, you were talking about that on the intro. Mm-hmm. How like that that part is always improvised. Yeah. Between you and, and oh, Rob Homan. Yeah, yeah. On the keys, right? Yep, Rob Homan on the keys. Um and he's killing. Killing, killing. That's a fun part. Yeah, it's it's one of those it's one of the real open parts of our set that I think we'll probably start to you know, like like I was talking about, hopefully go deeper and deeper on and let other voices join in too, you know. Um sometimes it's twenty seconds and sometimes it's a minute, minute and a half. I wanna get it to when it's just like eight minutes. <laughs> <laughs> just like what what That's the hell? That's when you have like those two hour sets to fill in. Yeah. You don't yeah. Really have and you just go material. Deep. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you just, so you just stretch intros. Yeah. Um Exactly. Yeah, man. Aside from the high pulp stuff, back in March you went mm-hmm. on this like month long tour with with Suba, which is this wild Japanese band that that you also play Japanese language band. Japanese language yeah. band, yeah. I mean, you guys are not Japanese. No. Um, <laughs> that's you know that's why you're here, like clear things up, you know. Word. So I don't, you know, misrepresent. Botch. What's going on? I got you. Know? you. Um, but you. Uh, you guys went on like this month long tour. Two weeks. I was out there for a month. We were all out there for a month, but And and Dan Dan lives there now. Lives there. Shout out to Dan. Shout out to Jeremy. And Jeremy also both. Dan's birthday was yesterday, yeah. I think, actually. Jeremy also moved. Yeah, uh, Jeremy's in Tokyo. There. Dan's in Kobe. Um, so you got a, you got a couple members of the band that are that are actually there. Yeah. And then which I I guess would made it a little bit easier for you, for y'all to you and Antoine to to roll out there and and play some shows and and string some shows together and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty crazy. It was cool. We uh, Jeremy had been there for like a year, I think, at that point when we started booking the tour. He's been there for like I guess he, a year and a half now, and um, he had some connections built up because we wanted to tour like. We were like, man, it'd be cool if we could even go out there right when he goes out there the first time, you know, um, or the first time on this round. He's been there a bunch over the course of his life. Um, but he, I'm really happy that we waited because like, he wound up making some really rad connections. Like this dude, Wada, he's amazing. He's a cool-ass drummer. And um, he was super helpful and helped us get, like, four or five of the like 10 shows we had so people were super helpful and um japan's amazing (laughs) it's one of the coolest places i've ever been and um yeah we're finishing up the record right now um really slow because dan's also mixing the teen show record and he's he engineered it all and he's also mixing it and i think he might master it i'm not sure um but it'll probably be done in like I don't know, like March of next year, realistically, but we're trying to go out there next August again. Was it a was it a different feeling getting to play in front of those crowds there? Or yeah, it was cool. I mean, it was really rad to have people like a lot of the tunes for the ninety nine point nine percent of people listening that have no idea what this band sounds like. The the lyrics are in Japanese, and a lot of the old a lot of the tunes we play are covers um, that Jeremy learned and sort of fell in love with when he was in Japan. Um, 
for a couple of years, probably like, I don't know, in 2015, I guess. Um, so, you know, it was cool to play these songs for people that know the songs, you know, and would be really excited. They're like, oh, you're playing Kanashikute. Like, that's a song that I grew up listening to, you know what I mean? Um, so the support was super, super positive, the reception, and um, we got to hang out with Subasu and Yukari, who you know too. So we got like, this little like crew out there. Um, yeah, it felt really familial and comfortable, and we were really lucky, so it was dope. Um, I saw a lot of the like videos that that you all were posting while you were out there of, of some of the other bands you were playing with. And, yeah, we played with some cool-ass cool bands. What I saw, like cool you, fucking music you guys were definitely like not the most far-out thing. Hell no. <laughs> which, like, I think yeah. on a lot of other bills that I have seen you on, like it's oh, quite yeah, possible yeah, yeah. That, that Suba is going to be the most far-out thing that, yeah. that you maybe have ever seen in, like, to see all these other bands you guys were playing with, I was just kind of blown away, but also thinking, what a perfect, like, yeah, man. What a perfect place for you all to be playing these, these, this music. Yeah, we played, there was this one show we played at, um, I think it was at Nama Bears, which is in Osaka. And there were like these two women playing guitar and one, one was like they're not a band they're like two individual artists and they just like did this show together and they were doing like a lot of improvising and it was so amazing um and one one of them was like playing the kendama at some point like in perfect rhythm like a percussion instrument it was fucking sick um and just like super out stuff uh and really amazing i forget the I forget the name of I think what was my favorite band is this trio um, from Shikoku, which is like a pretty rural area. And they had just moved a few years before I think we were playing in, it was in Tokyo, yeah. And um, it was this like trio that like sounded like Flying Lotus meets like some like 80s like european like dance club type thing it was cool um and yeah it, it was just really rad to play every night and be like these are all like really interesting bands and like really intentional and uh, again like it's a shout out to wada because he's the one that booked all of that shit and he just like really took care of us and, and jeremy too i mean jeremy put in so much work too um so yeah it was cool it was like if you want to go tour in Japan, you can, I guess. <laughs> I didn't think I would be lucky enough to do that yet. I don't know. So um, it, trying it's, to go back. Yeah, as far as just experiencing the culture there, what was what was the thing that kind of grabbed you the most from observing what was going on? My favorite thing was the fucking bathhouses, man. What, what's up so with these bathhouses? Amazing. Sentos or onsens, so it's like public bathhouses basically have we not talked about this no dude we Man, this did is like not talk <laughs> about like we we did not go we didn't talk about japan, japan felt, at all i huh? felt like there was an anticipation of maybe doing a podcast yeah yeah yeah, yeah and yeah, then yeah, maybe yeah, we yeah. would get into this because yeah. i i'm definitely 
kind of have this bug and this pull to go explore yeah, other man. parts of the world because I've I've never been out of the country. Yeah. And I think it's a a bummer and I want to go experience some other things. So I'm just like super intrigued yeah. by your experience and just other people's experiences like uh going going to different places. Yeah. Um Yeah man, you gotta go to Japan, go to these bathhouses. Yeah. It's just public anywhere between like I don't know. I mean, you can go to really local ones would be like two dollars or whatever we can go to more like bigger ones or nicer ones in the city be like 10 or 15 and um just public baths like hot tubs cold tubs different temperatures um it's just like a amazing like public spa sort of experience um and they're split up into like male and female and everybody's just naked just like in in the baths hanging yeah um some of them have like libraries some of them have like massage like all this stuff you know what i mean massage chairs and stuff are you kind of like in this outdoor space yeah some of them are indoor and outdoor so they're all they're all just like really different basically all that sento means is that it's a public bathhouse for sure and all the onsen is is that the water is from a natural spring so sento okay. water water won't be but the onsen like onsen's like the, if you have tattoos they won't let you in oh um, yeah yeah from, I've, like absolutely i've heard it's uh, very some folks talk about very this. cool and intentional and sort of like you know it, it, it puts like a it's there's like a nice feeling of just like self-care you know what i mean and like in intention behind like i'm gonna go bathe and <clears throat> relax and um yeah that was killing. And then the food was amazing. Everything, the the subway, like the whole way the city's laid out, the country really. Uh, we took the the bullet train. That was rad. Yeah. Really fast. <laughs> <laughs> real uh, fast, Real turns fast. out. Yeah. <laughs> that bullet train is... That's my Yelp review. Real fast. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it was cool. It's, it's sort of hard, you know, you, you go places and like people always ask you like how it was and you're like... Sometimes just being like, it was great, is like the best thing to say and leaving it at that because it's like hard to put it into words. Well, you know it's what just I mean? like I was talking to you about yesterday is that I I had this like mindfuck moment of, of just kind of tripping out and realizing how unique each of our individual experiences are mm-hmm. because yeah. I was listening yeah. to some music. I think specifically I was listening to Blueprint who's a rapper from Ohio that I just saw the other night and his, his, uh, his performance just like had a very powerful impact. And I just felt like he was dropping a lot of knowledge and also I just appreciated his, uh, his compassion that he seemed to have for like people's experiences and whatnot. But, um, I was just thinking about how much I liked his music and like songs and I was just feeling overwhelmed by this emotion and what like it meant feeling to it you and what it meant to me. But yeah. then I also realized in that moment that no one is ever going to experience that same mm-hmm. exact feeling. And, and, but yeah, just kind of having this, this mindfuck moment of, yeah. wow, this like, it is spe- like, this is special. Like this right. is uniquely my experience. Like everything that happens to me is, is, is tough to put into words, you know, and, and to explain exactly how I'm feeling and, and no one, like, you can't make people feel that same thing. Right. So it's like, and yeah, you really got to go experience A it. lot of people 
try to do art that's i think a, a motivator for for artists is just like to try to express yourself in a way that might be more like subconscious than language you know what i mean like or that's what music is for me or visual art you're just like your your personal experience is so 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 unique to yourself and impossible to understand that you're just like well maybe if i just like try to avoid even trying to explain it in words and just it sounded or it felt like that right like that's maybe what you're you're reaching for or like trying to get at um as an artist but it's yeah it's like it's it's hard people are like how was japan and you're like oh what the fuck? I, it was good <laughs> yeah also, i don't know how to say it you know it was cool yeah and as far as where you're like just talking about how sometimes it's easier to express it through art like those feelings i think it's that goes back to the intention because then you're really putting in the intent of and kind of diving into this emotion that you're trying to present mm -hmm. to people you're just mm -hmm. i think doing it on a, a different level at that point yeah you're reaching um, for something like inherently you're trying like you're you're trying to go out of your comfort zone and be vulnerable like that well and you do know you know maybe we're not going to feel the exact same thing but music and art can evoke like a similar emotion in people mm -hmm. like the same like a, a give everybody a similar feeling yeah you know and you know that just from having those those moments yourself going to shows and like i've been to so many shows specifically singer songwriter stuff where where it's just a real intimate thing and someone says a line and you just you just get this feeling you're just like oh my god i can't believe that person mm -hmm. just just said that or mm -hmm. you know it, it hits so hard totally it's, it's, it's like undeniable. oh that was it's that undeniable <laughs> thing man yeah it is it's crazy it is well but yeah japan was cool for sure man i mean uh you gotta go i gotta go somewhere i'm working on it Word. we'll see what happens i'll probably like i said cop out and just go somewhere where they uh speak english so there's no no language barrier so you know south africa that's that's where i got my eyes set on for now mm -hmm. we're supposed to have some some dope jazz going on yeah i bet over there um yeah. What do, you, what do you got? Do you have anything in the jazz world for us, like for this this playlist that, yes, that we're jumping in? Like we we can see. jump into another jam. Let me take a look. What yeah. do you? I've got a lot of jams. Yeah, you're just throwing things I'm around, just stepping on breaking things. It's fine, you know. Um, yeah. Let's play some Delvon Lamar. What's this about? Organ trio. Um. Boom. Queued up. All this stuff is from Seattle, by the way. I don't know if you if, if that's been Absolutely. mentioned. So I think so. This is the Seattle, the but Seattle local again, music I mean. special. Um, Delvin, Delvon Lamar organ trio, very cool organ trio. Uh, Jimmy James playing guitar, Delvon playing keys, and uh, David playing drums. And they're killing. Uh, Jason Gray, the dude who engineered the High Pulp record, so that last tune that was on, also engineered this. Okay. Um, and I think he was telling me that they did sort of just like on a whim. They were just like ran into each other like, let's do this. And like two weeks later, they were just like, cool, we're doing it. But don't quote me on that because I'm not sure if that's true. But that's so, how I remember it. So do you, like do, last you, minute. do you know these folks at all? You just know it because of Jason... Uh, was also 
We do a jam every Wednesday at the Royal Room, and Jimmy comes through sometimes. Okay. Um, the guitarist. And I, yeah, you see everybody around the town, but I'm not really, I don't know Delvon. He's killing, though. He plays at the Royal Room a lot, too. So we got the, um, the Delvon uh, Lamar organ trio? Yes. Is that what's going on? And this on? is another instrumental and, jam. Uh, it's called Close But No Cigar. And this record just came out probably like six months ago. Nice. Yeah. Let's hit it. Let's, Let's it. get into it. Summertime. It's a good summertime vibe right here.
because I'm always on that Chiba. <laughs> <laughs> I hope she likes it too. Can the people hear the music behind us at all? Because uh, you should, you should. Plug I mean, they what can hear is. like a little bit. I probably not too much, but if if you've been listening since the beginning, which I don't know how you wouldn't be unless you just like <laughs> jump to the middle because this isn't some radio show. But uh, first off, I was playing Larry Willis's inner crisis which i think is like such an incredible jazz record that i've I never heard s- it and it's amazing finally it's very cool it doesn't happen very often very that cool. i you know can you know find something presented <laughs> to you without you saying that you've you know been on that already but uh yeah i don't know, I don't know man it's all the music there's there's so much music there's no, there's no way to consume it all but that was just one of those jazz records that i that happened to uh stumble upon and the the cover looked dope and yeah. larry's just standing on the front looking looking tough i think it's like 1973 maybe I read. nine maybe 79 oh really yeah i'm not positive it's killing either but, way uh, it's, it's, it's like inner crisis for a jazz funk fusion yeah it's just it's just really cool i don't know it, it reminds me like of some high pulp shit that's on, high on, praise on man. certain certain it. levels you know just the the vibe of it and i uh if only man it's just one of those ones that i that i was lucky enough to stumble upon so larry Al foster playing drums Al foster yeah yeah you should you should try looking for jazz records based on like musicians in that are yeah playing yeah That's i mean a cool I, I look way at to that, start looking um every once in a while like if i see some players that i recognize yeah it's like oh that's crazy like when i was uh i didn't even know on on that Herbie record that that Freddie Hubbard played, yeah, 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 on, on uh, Maiden Voyage, on Maiden Voyage. So and following just, Herbie anywhere, like all the bands that he played in, were are always like cool ass records. Um, um, I'll tell you what, Bill dude, Evans, seeing seeing Herbie, um, you saw him? Yeah, he was here, maybe Man. like six months ago or so, and that was like a psychedelic experience dude <laughs> i bet like and it was it was He's, funny i yeah. went i went with uh sleepy t shout out to sleepy t um shout out to sleepy t and we both kind of had the same experience with it afterwards we were talking about it and it's just so interesting like there were some moments that were so overwhelming and and just like a a crazy psychedelic trip just some some very up and down. Was it moments just him, and, or did he have a band? He had a, he had a band with him. Was and, it? Do you know? Who, was it? Um, Brian Blade playing drums. No, it was not. I don't. I can't remember his name. Okay. It's like Vinny. Vinny Caliuta. Vinny oh, Caliuta cool, played man. with him. Wow. And then uh, the dude uh, that was playing keys and some additional stuff was. Um, one of the dudes involved with Kendrick's record. Uh, not Robert Glasper, though. No, no. He was um, playing keys, you said? Yeah, he was playing like some electron. Uh, not even, um, not even the keys. I'm sorry. He was he was playing some synths and he was playing maybe some percussion. This is a while ago, man. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm trying to remember. Um, no, when you get, I'll, fi- when I'll you find get, the name. Well, I'll get back to it. When you get in the, pers- the um, personnel game, the dude it's that like, was playing bass was the guy that uh, was with Saturday Night Live crew for a long time. Maybe even okay. is still cool. um, killer band. But that's amazing. The crazy thing was that it, it was just such a, a wild experience. Like they would go so deep into some stuff, totally. and and I was just able to to fall into it. And then they would 
come up for, to breathe with it, you yeah, know, totally. and, and find that, that fluid moment again that, that tied it all together. And I'm jealous, man. That's a gig he, I would love to see. He got wild on the guitar. And <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah, dude. Like, he was jumping hell up yeah, and down. Man. It was just, it's just so cool to see Herbie's like in his 70s. Yeah, man. And he's still up there jumping up and down with this guitar at the yeah. end and just going so far in it. Yeah. And have you seen any like old Headhunters videos when he's playing the guitar? Um, it's very, I don't know if cool I have. I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to check that out. But that was just such a mind blowing experience and, like such a next level musical performance i've never never seen anything like that and it was uh, i don't know just very Where was that impactful and like expansive for me that's awesome uh it was at the schnitz which is like the, one of the fancy theaters in town okay um cool. so cool though crazy. and um i don't really know why we're talking about herbie i guess we're talking, we're talking pl about specific players on jazz records yes um going back to larry willis <laughs> shout out larry willis you know in inner crisis <laughs> we're listening to that and now we're listening to Kiefer. and uh this record is the uh the kick it alone record and Which uh, you shout out to skyler from bitter buddha who turned me on to this record cool. he and i he gotten some post some social media jibber jabber where we were talking about certain records and he had shouted out the alphamist record that you showed me which great that, record check that record out what's that called Ant antiphon yeah and uh, that, that record is unreal and um, he recommended record. this one off of off of that one you know just mm -hmm. you know that never-ending rabbit hole of yeah. records like if you've heard this you probably need to hear this. You'll like this right. a lot, and I feel like that's often what happens between you and I. We're mm -hmm. we're just really throwing content back and back Ping and pong. forth and whatnot, which is makes it always and so much fun to to catch up. And, and this and is on Leaving get Records, together. which is a cool like subsidiary of uh, Stone's Throw. Okay, this is like Baby Stone's Throw, dude. How good is that? Uh, our vinyl weighs a ton documentary the it's stones great. throw one if you have not seen that that is probably the recommendation of the cast is to especially if you're a, a hip-hop person a hip-hop head that's a that's a crazy good um and documentary a pretty like absurdly it's lights out dude yeah just like absurdly high quality shit all the time we're listening to um what were we listening to this morning? We are listening to that Loop Pack. Loop Pack, yeah. That, yeah. That, that documentary, crazy. I think, probably turned me on to Loop Pack. Or, I don't know. I mean, obviously, they talk about Loop Pack a lot, which was a lot of new information for me. I don't know if I'd like, been listening to their music before. Would you but either way, cool shit. Would you say there's anybody in particular right now that's, that's having kind of like the biggest creative impact on on you and kind of where your mindset is right now on stone's throw <laughs> or in general just in general um so i feel like you're always looking for something yeah. something new you know you're I'm trying to think on the of hunt. new new stuff like what was that houston trio you showed me oh yeah Cronbin. Cronbin, man yeah that band's super cool super vibey summertime it's like it's just impressive that a trio can keep your attention so easily, you know? The drumming is just like super, super in the pocket. Bass player is, she has the the most melodic licks, you know? And then the guitarist is like playing super, super cool, interesting, fun stuff over the top. 
Um, so yeah, Krongbin, very cool. I, I I listen to a lot of knowledge. I love Still. knowledge. Yeah, You've like been he's on not that for new, a while. but great. yeah, he's just like always. And same with like Frank Ocean. You know, you're just like always down. Um, um, but a lot, a lot of listening back, a lot of jazz, man. Just like a lot of Tony Williams. Um, I would have to look. I we were up. Uh, well, like not even on that tip. Like what? Okay. When you're listening to these jazz records, uh -huh. what do you? Is there a certain thing that is clicking for you where you're where you're just like, oh, I can I can learn something from this or this connects heavy with me because yeah. one thing that we were talking about last night, I've talked about a couple times. Robert Glasper, super. <laughs> Super Shade well hour. respected, we <laughs> super well respected drummer, right? <laughs> Keys I don't know. Uh, yeah, yeah. You said drummer, Pl just player. Oh, words. Sorry. Hopefully, I said player. <clears throat> I didn't. I didn't mean drummer. Uh, you might have said player, and I well, heard like well, the tape. The tape you know, revealed well that. respected. <laughs> yes. Keys player. Um, Very well. Yeah, and, and an amazing keys player. Yeah, and that's not that's not what you were being critical of. You're not no, yeah. saying he's not a good musician. I just don't. But it doesn't make sense to you. His, yeah, for the most part. Me. Um, it doesn't move me like it moves because it, it's funny. It's like in that, in that whole, like, oh, you like this, you should listen to this. Robert Glasper is somebody that comes up all the time for me. People are like, oh, so do you like Robert Glasper? And I'm just like, I don't know. It just doesn't move me for some reason. So what it is, I don't know about stuff that does move me. Um, and I love Chris Dave and Mark Kohlenberg, like his drummers. Like Chris Dave's like probably my <laughs> that favorite drum heads drummer. record. Yeah, it's cool. <laughs> It's Sleepy T put me on that one too. Nice. Shout out to Trent, man. Two scoops. Sleepy T. Sleepy T. Second shout out. Um, well, he's he deserves he's my, one. He's my twin brother. Every single in between every break. And <laughs> he's he's just he's another person in my life that is that I'm constantly trading music with. You know, so we're yeah. always trying to put each other on onto things and now i feel bad like i was hating on robert glasper no i don't th i don't <laughs> think it comes across that way at all <laughs> there's a couple amazing songs and i love the shit that he did on when he collabs with people i think it's always pretty cool like obviously the, the stuff he did with kendrick is all time so and also there's i mean there's just always going to be there's always going to be really well respected people that others don't care for mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like there's plenty for me mm -hmm. yeah you did you listen to Yusef Kamal at all? Yeah, I, I went Yusuf through Kamal that is, for is a amazing, minute. Dude. Yeah, um, that Kamal record is crazy. And then you also, sh uh, I listened to that Yusuf Latif. <laughs> yeah, man, so much. Yeah, that, man, Yusuf Latif yeah. is great. Latif is, yeah, he's fat, dude. <clears throat> I don't know. I think I'm always just like looking for something that feels like it's reaching. You know what I mean? Like something that, like sometimes, like Robert Glasper feels like so comfortable to me because he's so good. You know, uh. and that's like why I like Bad Bad Not Good is because like it feels to me like they're obviously all great players, but there's like this like chip on the shoulder thing. It feels like a punk band in a way too. You know what I mean? Um, or just like a mentality. You know what I mean? There's a, a I think that there's a shared mentality across those those bands that are inspiring to me of just like going going for something maybe fucking up you know what i mean um i'm trying to think of others but yeah that that's why i love drummers like thomas pridgen and people that are like 
always in that act of reaching for something out of their comfort zone. You know what I mean? Because that's like, that's the inspiring thing for me. Um, and yeah, so that's, I, I guess I've just been listening to a lot of jazz because I feel like that happens a lot. But I also, you know, um, listen to a lot of hip hop and I've been listening to a lot of rock. Alex G till I die, man. Yeah. <laughs> I love Alex with G Alex. so much. Alex is tight. You, you showed me yeah. that. That most recent record that he put out is, yeah. is so great. And I love a lot of punk shit, too. Like, um, I was listening to one of the best bands that only existed for far too short in Seattle, which was Heavy Petting. Do you know Heavy Petting? <laughs> I know the name. They're great, man. If I had more time to play songs, I would put a Heavy Petting song on this, too. <laughs> um, yeah, just like melodic, heavy stuff. Weed, that band Weed. I love weed. Um, when you're like specifically with the jazz stuff, mm -hmm. when you're listening to that stuff, are you always listening with the drums in like I try to in conscience first or nah, yeah. Sometimes My, I naturally do that, so I try to consciously like be the piano player, you know. Okay. And it's funny because I'll listen to the same song twice and I'll hear all the stuff that the drummer's doing, and I'll be like, man, like this is so killing and like the whole band must be like like super super paying attention to all the stuff he's doing and then i listen to the song again and i'm like I, i'm listening as the pianist and i'm just not even noticing the drums yeah and you're just like there's this crazy thing where you know it's just that that perspective that level of perspective or who you're choosing to listen to or see there's so many different possible combinations in a jazz group, you know? So I think if you can try to see them all from, from everybody's different perspective, it'll make you better um, as a musician, like listening as practice, you know? Bird's um, eye view. Yeah, exactly. And then trying to take the, the whole step away. Yeah, and just like put it on in the background and see what sticks out. You know what I mean? Um, That's interesting. Put it on in the forefront. Just thinking about that. Out, like, you know? Just having it on the background. and Yeah. Wow. I always listen to... I listen to records whenever I'm setting up at the farmer's market, which is my couple time a week little day day job. And I set up for like two hours. So I'll usually set up and listen to three records maybe. And a lot of time they're just jazz records. Um, yeah, everything. I've been listening to like Monk and um, Freddie Hubbard and a the lot of stuff recently. Man. Um, um, but it's like random moments. I'll just be like, oh, wow, that's killing. You know, I'll just sing it back. Like, it'll just, it'll make me perk up or whatever. And it's like, in, yeah, it's interesting to see what catches you when you're not even trying to actively listen necessarily. Because you're always actively listening. You know what I mean? Like, you're always perceiving that in some way, you know? Yeah, man. I always have something, I would say... <laughs> Nine, like 80% of the time there's something some music or some podcast playing yeah. in my ear yeah. or playing around me which is interesting sometimes I I've, I don't know I've been trying to be more conscious sometimes of having nothing Dude. going on but yeah. it's so hard like I definitely use that that music as a or whatever having something playing yeah. as like a crutch yeah. of some sort a little distraction I, I'm the same way. I used to be a lot worse when I was in, probably when I was in like high school through college, probably for like a good like five or six years. I was just listening to stuff like literally probably 95% of the day. You know, 
I'd talk to people and I'd still have a headphone in or I'd be in class with a headphone in. Um, or, you know, first thing you do when you wake up is you turn on music and then the last thing you fall asleep to music. Um, and yeah, then I started to give myself like intentionally a little more silence. And I was like, this is like, this is uncomfortable in a way, but it's nice because then you're a little bit more intentional with your listening too. I always lose or break my headphones. <laughs> so that's, that always keeps me, you know, like recently I've been so bad the last like three years. I'm just can never keep track of my headphones. So that's a good, like, it's been a good built in, like I listen to a little less music because I don't have any headphones. <laughs> so then I'm a little more intentional when I am listening to music. Well, another another world that you dig quite a bit is the, is the R and B world, and and you yeah. had the the wonderful Just Money, yeah, and uh, and Stoss, her, play her of, DJ that a, that accompanied her. Um, the they boss. they opened for your your album release show, your high pulp release show there at Nectar. Um, yeah, man, how did you come across Moni? Maybe like three years ago when I was. Um, we were doing the big building bash, the third, I think it was the third big building bash. Um, there was just like a lot of press going on about Seattle hip hop and stuff in general. And I just got introduced to some new artists. And I think Moni was just somebody that got an article written about her. And um, I forget what the song was. She played it at the, at the release show. And I was like, this is the first song I heard of yours. And I immediately just reached out to her and asked her to play the bash, and she was down, and I just got to know her through that. And, yeah. She's, she's killer, man. She's she's one of the most underappreciated, underrated artists in Seattle, I think. And same with Stoss. They're both, they're a killer, killer duo, and uh, I just think that they're making really high-quality shit. Yeah, and they, I don't know, they, they seem like very cool people. Yeah, to, super to cool people. And, and Inspiring see. people. That was what was like cool it. about the release show, man. Just like surrounded by people that you've been looking up to. You know what I mean? I think it, I think it's super important for you to knock over. I knocked uh, over a another drink. thing. <laughs> you've knocked over a drink, and I believe earlier you knocked over a uh, a house vase, a vase, if you will. It was and, a little vase. Um, it didn't matter. I th I think that's really important though to to have that opportunity to to build out a bill for your things like your album release. Um, so that you can turn it into a party. And people are down to and build, which is cool. You know, like, everybody... You're good, man. You don't have to wipe it up. Wiped it's cool. It I wiped it up. It's just uh, it's just some red punch all <laughs> over the carpet. It's a lie. There goes my deposit. <laughs> uh, yeah, everybody was down. Everybody was down to, to build and do it, which was cool. Um, and I think a lot of people came out like, just because they heard about the show and they were like, this is a cool lineup. You know yeah. what I mean? Like one of the rare shows that sort of like, at least for me, I feel like you always have to really hustle to get people out. You know, remember but this show is like, I think people were just coming out. You remember during sound check, um, at that show when the sound man said, no. don't cup the mic. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's terrible, dude. <laughs> terrible etiquette. It is. It's I a bad you habit. Want, you want to look cool. I understand. You want to, you want a nice, you know, loose with a grip, but like, it's just not helping anybody when you're when you're cupping that mic like that. It's not for clarity purposes. Getting, getting leaned for into us, man for us that want to hear what you're saying. 
Uh, no, I'm just fucking with you. But uh, I really it, it enjoyed. Did happen, I enjoyed. I need her, to be more conscious of that. I enjoyed her her set quite a bit. So I'm excited to to spread some love and, and get into this tune. Yeah, um, this is off of her yeah. newest record, which came out two days before. Uh, bad juice so it came so out real recent we're talking about like in like the last few i don't know when this is coming out you know we're maybe saving this one for this a nine uh, nine nine days ago as of right now well we're we're banking this one maybe for the future <laughs> and uh it's might be maybe going to come out a few weeks it's going to be a summer yeah it's a world so it's a world it is a world uh what what is the what is the jam called dude um uh, 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 got it on tape so this has got it on it's tape. the last tune on the record by just features stoss and uh we're gonna get into it right now i'm gonna put all the links uh in the episode notes so you can find all of these artists and locate them if you're digging what you're hearing please you know follow them wherever they're followable and 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 support them if you if you dig their shit you know maybe buy a record buy a shirt um go see a show Moni has very cool shirts that's Moni does have some amazing shirts venue um high pulp has some amazing shirts Dan Cable Presents has some dope baseball <laughs> tees, just saying, if you want to support the cast. But also, it's all online. also like, just show up to a show. That's I think that's some... True. The, I mean, obviously, if you don't live in the city uh, where these people are at, and uh, that that makes it difficult. But if you Check do... Check out the YouTube, though, because there's always good shit on... Yeah. You, you can I, always find ways. I just feel like the coolest thing you can do is go go show up to a show and then say what's up to one of the, the people in the band and say, Tell hey, you dug it. I, I heard... I heard your music and I, I really appreciated it and wanted to see what it was about. So, yeah. so go get it and uh, we're going to get into this jam right now. Got it on Just Pony. Of the 
A, that's a sweet, sweet jam from Just Monet. Check um, out the record. We got we got shit to do, dude. So we can't be uh, sitting here. We have a apparently we have a pizza that we need to, to deliver to our grandparents' house for a family function. Um, so we we need to. We're hitting we've, the nos. Well, we what we've done is we've we've Fast gone a little deep on on certain segments here in between songs, which is great. I feel like um, that's that's something I appreciate about the hangs with you always is that on or off the mics we kind of we uh we gravitate towards these these conversations that that can be heady but also uh equally goofy and and full of uh lots of joy so i appreciate the fuck out of you and uh i even said you know like i said on the last episode in the intro you know you're one of my favorite dudes on the planet and just like just the hang is is solid and it's uh it's all love it's mutual man it's beautiful to to see like the musician and artist that you're growing into and and it's killer. So I just want to say that up, you know, baby <laughs> Bobby Cruz, baby, <laughs> this man has got a house, <laughs> kind of. It's my grandpa's house. Yeah, well, it's uh, it's, it's a move. Not mine. You know, you're not living with ten people anymore. No, nah. that's what's important. Yes, <laughs> um, but that's a that's a cool jam from from Moni, and I'm glad that you're kind of in that world and look forward to see like if, if any collaborations yeah. happen within that group. I think and, it's just the start, man. Um, I think that there's all a lot of mutual vibes, you know, uh, everybody that was there for the, for the high pulp set saw Moni and they were like, this is awesome. Like, yeah. It just sets, sets a good tone. Yeah. You know, totally. she set the table for yeah. you, for y'all to bring out your orange juice and <laughs> we should have done that. Um, you should. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that's pretty important to have some juice present. If, um, but another another person that I've heard you bring up quite a bit the last uh, few conversations has been this Porter Ray. Yeah, Porter uh, Ray. talk to me about Porter Ray um, from Seattle. Yeah, signed a Sub Pop ish from Shabazz Palaces. Um, I think has sort of been working with him a lot and Ish does he works for Sub Pop and he put on Porter for Sub Pop basically and um the record he has some really really fucking good EPs from a couple years ago that I can only find on Bandcamp um but this record that came out I'm trying to think when did it come out it's called Watercolor it came out in 2017 um but I think later 2017 it's a cool record and it's cool to hear hip-hop from seattle and he's from seattle yeah um you're you're kind of like pretty much money's on this record born and raised seattle um sort of i know 
around. Is it okay? Can we say it? <laughs> yeah, I'm from. Does the it east ruin side. your your street cred to, for people to know that you're from fucking Bellevue? <laughs> no, man, you don't choose. You don't choose it. Um, you learn about it though. But that's shout out to Ground Zero for more talking or less about Seattle. Like your Nick Murray's and Dardo. I mean, what are we? We're talking about five, ten minutes. Yeah, outside yeah, yeah. Of the city. It's a different place, no doubt. Absolutely, like different vibe culturally, but except like incredibly accessible to, around the way yeah. to hit the city. Yes, and always in the city. Do you? Uh, I don't know. Um, I would imagine that makes you even want to ride harder for for most of the people that we're talking about today are you know Seattle artists. Not that you you mm-hmm. would choose them over another group or anything, but. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of cool music. Of, is there a sense of pride in that for you to know that yeah. like, this is kind of homegrown? Yeah. And I remember growing up, like, loving all sorts of music and just wishing that those bands were bands or groups that I could see in my city. You know what I mean? Or, like, I could go drive and see. So I remember growing up and listening to hip hop and like just wishing that there was hip hop from Seattle. You know what I mean? That I was like really into because uh, there wasn't too much when I was growing up and there's a lot of cool, cool shit. Um, and I think that Ish and Shabazz Palaces has just been really good for the city. And there's a whole like amazing, amazing like hip hop mu- movement in Seattle right now with a bunch Terry, of man. Terry, yeah, this is the whole shout out. Terry's been on the podcast, you know? Terry, Lex, Perry, the whole 6950 crew, AJ and Christy and Raven and Taylor and Guayaba, like, you know, I mean, the list goes on and on. LP. There's a lot going on. There's a lot Got of good stuff going on. <laughs> yeah. There's so many inspiring people. Obviously, Moni and Sauce. Yeah. And like, yeah, it's, I could make a list, a long list of people that are local that are inspiring now, which is cool. Well, you made, a list even, of, you made a list of five or so here. Yeah. So. Yeah. And I don't even know Porter. Um, and shout out to Astro. I'm, see, I'm having people come up in my head now. Yeah, I just absolutely. Want to make sure. Astro. Um, Hell yeah. Um, but, yeah, there's a lot of cool shit, and what, I think it being from Seattle, like, is it does mean something different. You know what I mean? It's like a meal, a home cooked meal, instead of something that you ordered out. Just, they both taste good, but they're different. You know? Yeah. What about the porter thing though? Speaks to you that you dig? I don't know. I think that I love the production. I think that he's got a cool angle. It's like psychedelic and shit in its own way but it's also just like sounds like some some definite just like 90s hip-hop influences where you can tell like he's he's a rapper you know what i mean yeah. he's rapping and i dig that cool man so yeah this is called east seattle east seattle from uh porter ray yeah second song on this you, you can find this on this album this is on all the platforms then or what? it's everywhere it's everywhere yes porter and ray shout out to sub pop too because sub pop's doing cool stuff branching out from the from the indie rock you and know what i mean sub pop's just always doing dope stuff it like, is even yeah, before the branching are. out no doubt yeah they've put out some of the coolest records and it's they uh, just signed a fucking uh i'm gonna investigate when we're listening but some jazz band like an actual just jazz band. Oh, cool. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Some, some Sub Pop Records. Shout out Sub Pop. And uh, this is Port- Porter Ray. Um, this is on Sub Pop, huh? Yep. So we really might get fined for this one. We'll see. 
<laughs> Please find us, Sub Pop. <laughs> you heard it here. <laughs> yeah, East Seattle. Find us and sign us, bro. Let's go. Show Trust me that I understood Police came and crushed the hood I was watching him Ryan got shot on Washington Stomach wound I stopped by the hospital To talk with a man Happen too often When you young and black Guns clap Growing up Ballers blowing up Now let the fun stack Aaron was still alive Just trying to visualize Losing your brother Make you wonder How it feel inside Hearing him suffer Make me wonder How it feel to die Seeing him sleeping In his coffin And he's still inside My bro went blind From a nine busted Broke his dome And called the ambulance From his own fucking phone I bailed out My baby mama That's when shorty fled I'm blowing zones Poor Patron For my bros that's dead Aaron Soli Kevin Negan And my brody Fred Suicide on Twitter Put a bullet through My brody's head Glue inside my swisher Help me focus on What brody said Niggas is phonies We ain't homies If you owe me bread I'm pistol shopping My pistol popping If any problem Proceed with caution My caliber got the bitches jocking Hella women Got plenty options I never call them We dropping pounds on Polo We out in Bristol shopping And rod labors All flavors Blowing raw papers Fucking on the ball players Bitch I never call later Large paper Let the currency exchange Blended blurry in the range Right before we catch a plane That's a dope song. I dig that the delivery and whatnot. Production is fat, so Porter Ray. Reminds um, me a little of Rock Marciano at times. I'll definitely have to uh, do more investigating and try to catch him Some boom next time he's uh, playing playing a local show, maybe even up there in uh, Seattle. Um, pizza, man. Pizza. We got to get that pizza for the fam. So the um, the one of the other things that you've been working on for a while that that you're ba- that you're you're working on some jams for is the Sun King project. Sun King. That's just you and Antoine. Yeah. Tell Antoine's been on the show before, but he's uh, did an episode with Sue Chef, and Antoine has become fam to me even at this yeah, point, man. man. It's I love to see Antoine. He's an incredible Twan. player, and I always have uh, just a real good time talking with him and uh just just a great person and a great dude and i would imagine just an incredible person to have have the opportunity to collaborate musically mm-hmm. so much mm-hmm. you know like seems like you guys are always working on something in this yeah the sun king is is your, your duo project he's like my other half musically you know what i mean we just do i think there's one band that we're in that 
we're not in together. You know what I mean? <laughs> we're yeah. in like four bands together. So, right. Because we just, we work well together. We have a real, a real flow, you know, a lot of those moments where you're like making shit and somebody goes to do something and you don't even need to ask what it is they're doing because you already know because you had that idea too. Right. And you're just like writing these songs without even talking, you know. Um, it's a cool, special thing to do. The vibe to have you know what i mean i just always feel like tuan is so level-headed too yeah it's like, cool we 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 definitely are both like pretty headstrong and like have opinions yeah but we've been collaborating for so long now that it's like if you listen to us like have a disagreement it's just like it's it's cool because we're able to have disagreements you know what i mean because yeah. we're both like level-headed and it doesn't turn into this thing because the whole time you just trust that the other person is trying to make the song best and and you're trying to make the song best and you're working together it's just like life bro yeah that's what that's what you have to understand yeah man is exactly. that everybody no matter how much yeah. it seems that people are doing things to irritate you like yeah most people are, are uh, doing their best yeah no doubt know? um I mean, and that's a, a whole nother that's a whole nother podcast so it's uh, a whole nother uh, season to be real but yeah, so like, the, what's the Sun King vibe? It's Sun like King beat, beats and stuff for well, the. Well, it's sort of just taken its own course. It really like the how Sun King originally started was I moved back from Minneapolis, St. Paul, in 2015 in September. Tuan's parents were out of town, and we set up some drums at his house, and we just put a mic on the kick and one like overhead, just two shitty mics. Um, and I wanted to do some demos for this like Flying Lotus-esque sort of jazz like avant-garde out album that I wanted to lead. Um, we wound up smoking a little weed, got too high, and I just wasn't trying to play any crazy out jazz stuff. I was like, just like, I'm just going to play some pocket, you know, and I played this tune. Rainier Tallboy, which is the the first the you first speaking, tune. You guys speaking on that mic. All right, my bad, my bad. We, we want to hear the story. I'm getting excited. Telling <laughs> yeah, I know story. you are. I know you away, are. You know, I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I just laid down this groove for this simple thing because I was just not trying to do anything other than just some pocket, and I fell asleep afterwards, and I woke up at like two in the morning, and Tuan had basically just made this whole beat around the drum groove that I had given him. And it didn't sound anything like the intention that we had to go in and make this sort of like avant-garde Flying Lotus stuff. But it was this like, just sort of pocketed out, like loose, sloppy, you know, improvised. It always starts with the drums being improvised and then we work over the top from that. Um, and it just sort of took on its own thing. And we basically just kept doing it for like a year. And we got 56 songs, I think. That's how you still operate. Like every so time far. drums first, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. We've I, always I done love that, that man. Yeah. I, I, and I, it's always improvised drums. So it's like we have these built-in parameters or weird like hits or something that's not in time. or You know, it's just like that's the take. Because we initially had said that we were going to go back and re-record the drums. And then we slowly realized that that was just like impossible and going to be taking away too much time so we're just keeping the drums with the two mics so it's just exactly what it was that moment <laughs> you know it's like and then we just put the stuff on Tuan and I both um will sit down and we'll write the keys parts or like you know playing bass we're, we're both putting all the melody on top too 
So this tune that I'm going to share is, um, what's it called? It's called Incorporated, and it's featuring Jazz Murray, who used to live at the house on Beacon Hill with us, and she now lives in New Orleans, and she has a killer voice. And she did this on her computer speaker, no microphone or anything, just it's a lo-fi thing, you know? That's um, cool, man. Uh, but this isn't even mastered, so it's, it's just... It's crazy. Um, it's a DCP. I think it's, I think it's cool when for creative purposes sometimes to throw a certain parameter uh, around the project yeah and I, th I think it just makes you it forces you to work on a different level of creativity yeah because you could also see it as like putting parameters on something doesn't make it as free as it could be or yeah. something but, but then you're more intentional also, with what with what you have so yeah. very cool um yeah incorporated I think so. At this least the working like a, title. This is a super exclusive. Yeah, it's uh, it's not DC, available DCP anywhere. Special, man. Yeah, well, you know, it's family edition. But you actually jazz plays this song with her band in New Orleans. So you might, if you wanted to hear it, you could go to New Orleans and check out Jazz Marie. Ah, uh, fun, yeah. Incorporated. That's cool, man. So you're going to be doing like maybe a lot of collaborations with that project as far as having different singers and mm -hmm. maybe MCs mm -hmm. kind of on, on certain tunes and whatnot. Yeah. I think that that album that that tune is from is going to be 20, 26 songs. And I think like and short they're all jams short. like that, right? Yeah. They're all like, they're all like a minute to two ten probably. <clears throat> um, yeah. I think we got like 10 or 12 features on that record just like nice. people like like jazz singing there's only there's only vocals on three tunes um but then we have like people playing saxophone and guitar and um actually i don't think we have any guitar features no we do yeah but it's just a vehicle to collaborate with our friends you know what i mean and people that we we dig so i got yeah i think after we put this one out we're gonna do one that's basically just a big collab with Seattle artists, hip hop, R and B, soul, um, vocalists. Yeah. It's just like all vocal album. Dope dude. Thanks, man. 
appreciate the hang as always. Thanks for thanks for the debut and all the support, man. Absolutely. Appreciate it. It's always uh it's it's always a pleasure and a treat to connect with you and discuss ideas and, and um hearing your approach to to what you're doing and, and developing intention with it and trying to figure out how it it to to balance it all so that it doesn't uh i don't know become something you don't like mm-hmm. or making yeah. sure that you're Scary. doing participating in projects that like really serve you yeah so that you don't become jaded on it i'm still jaded probably though <laughs> yeah <laughs> pretty jaded pretty jaded already <laughs> you're just like where's the deal no well, where's that food no 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 but yeah i appreciate you for having me on we got this pizza, man. Yeah, we gotta get we the gotta pizza. get this fucking pizza. Yep, we've uh, we've been given a task we didn't ask for. They don't, yeah, and that's fine. It's given. It's fine. It's not a big deal. I'm happy to pick up the pizza, um, and uh, that's really it. That's that's really what's going on. We gotta do another one of these. Yeah, we'll just do for sure a little playlist hang. We can do them city by city too. City by city, that'll be fun. Maybe we'll each throw in a few tracks, yeah. a couple tracks, and uh, that would be. I would enjoy that. I think that that would be pretty doable. Every once in a while to get together and throw some, yeah, we throw some music and and kind of maybe. I wish just, that uh, I wish I, we had more time to play more shit today too. Like there's just so much. Well, we got Seattle get, shit. We got to get the pizza. I know. I know. I know. Of course. And uh, nobody wants to hear anymore about your Seattle <laughs> shit. I think everybody's everybody's heard enough about you Seattle. barely got started. Day. No, I'm just kidding, man. Um, much love. And, Portland, uh, too, though. Portland's got some, some rad shit. Thanks for, for, you know, dropping some new stuff on me. I know we're going to play it out with, uh, what is this? Lucky Brown. Lucky Brown. Yeah. Which is uh, like this hidden treasure you're saying. Yeah, man. Jason Gray. This track Polyrhythmics, is nasty. Blue Mallard recording uh, put me onto this dude that did the High Pulp album. And this is like, I guess that Lucky Brown does this whole thing on a four track or an eight track or something. And like, he lives on the peninsula outside the city a ways. And I don't know. I need to do my research. But he seems like a dude that sort of lays low and makes killer shit um cool man it, it's at bobby grooves on the old instagram is bobby that true grooves. that's where you can keep up B-O-B-B-Y. with cuzzo here um you can find me at dan cable presents on the old on the gram at dan cable on twitter and uh you know you can hit me with the emails at dan cable presents at gmail.com uh definitely gonna put the links for high pulp and for all the bands that we featured, we had we got Lucky Brown coming at you, oh. Just Monet. Uh, we got what else did we feature? Porter, Porter Ray. Ray, and we had uh, the uh, the organ oh, trio, yeah. D-Lo Three, Delvon, Delvon Lamar, Delvon Lamar, organ trio, um, and uh, the Sun King and the High Pulp, of course. So all, everything will be in the notes so you can you can follow these artists if you dig what you hear and and just much love and appreciation to uh all the peeps that, that keep listening to this show so uh you know stay up and stay tuned um we got we got a bobby grooves it's a program coming at you you know you got to end it proper it's a program it's a it program, is a program baby. it's a program 
It's a world. It's a world. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> you need to have Jalen on the next one. Yeah, <laughs> we'll catch you on the flip side, Portland. This is Lucky Brown. Lucky Brown.
It's a program.